I do this for my culture, 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 culture. Good evening. It's Thursday, June the 10th. Welcome to For the Culture. I'm Anthony McCarthy sitting in for the vacationing Faraji Muhammad, well-deserved vacation, here on Public Radio WEAA 88.9 FM, absolutely the voice of the community. It's a pleasure to be here with you again on WEAA. It's good to be home. It's like homecoming right here on public radio. We have an exciting show for you tonight, and I want you to participate. We're talking about Fells Point business owners have threatened to withhold their taxes and fees to the city of Baltimore unless the city does something about crime and violence and trash pickup. We're going to talk about that in this hour. Civil rights veteran, no stranger to you or I, Marvin Doc Cheatham, he's going to join us to talk about his latest project, creating a skate park for the children of Baltimore. It's an exciting, exciting skate park that's going to be really a place where um, black and brown kids can go. Uh, and skateboarding is about to become an Olympic sport. So we may have some Olympians right here in the city of Baltimore. And then, to end the show, we're talking about everything's cicada. These cicadas are driving everyone crazy. I have an expert coming on. We're going to talk to him about everything, why they're here, how long they're going to be here. Should we be eating them? I know you've heard people talk about eating cicadas. We're going to talk about that in the next hour. Anytime you want to join the conversation, just dial up 410-319-8888, 410-319-8888, and we'll get you on the air. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and perspectives on these issues. Again, I'm Anthony McCarthy. It's good to be back here at WEAA, sitting in for Faraji Muhammad. Um, I'm sure you heard about the dust-up in Fells Point last week. With several shootings, fights broke out, confrontations with dirt bike riders. The business owners of Fells Point, one of the places known for Baltimore nightlife, everybody goes down there to have a good time, were outraged by what took place last weekend. The shootings, the fights, the trash pile-up the dirt bike riders. They got together and announced they were going to withhold taxes and fees to the city of Baltimore until the city got a handle on the crime and violence and some of these major, major trash issues. Joining me tonight is Theru Vignaraja. He's certainly no stranger to the listeners of WEAA. Theroux ran for mayor of Baltimore. He ran for state's attorney. He is a former deputy attorney general for the state of Maryland. And he is working with the business owners in Fells Point. Theroux, welcome to For the Culture. Hi, Anthony. Great to hear your voice. Thanks for having uh, me on. Great to be on. Great. So happy that you could join us tonight. This has gotten headlines across the country. People have been talking about Fells Point in Baltimore, Maryland. Give us an idea. Now, the mayor 
obviously heard you. The mayor is holding a virtual town hall tonight with the business owners and the residents of Fells Point. Put it into context for us. Um, the residents and business owners were upset by what appears to be a growing, and I think the word they used was criminality, down in Fells Point. Violence, some shootings, fights broke out, confrontations with dirt bike riders going through Fells Point. Tell me what the business owners uh, have decided they want to do. Yeah, look, I think they are fed up and frustrated. Mm. And the term they used in their letter was the chaos and lawlessness. And I think it's actually really important to emphasize that it wasn't just about this weekend. Um, and it wasn't just, frankly, about Fells Point. I heard every single one of these business owners say, this is frankly unfolding in every neighborhood all across Baltimore. Yeah. Crash is not being picked up. Uh, basic rules are not being enforced. Traffic enforcement uh, you know, there's open-air uh, violence, open-air uh, drug dealing. They are seeing uh, people walking down the streets selling alcohol to 12- and 13-year-olds out of coolers right in front of their businesses. Wow. Um, and I think they reached a tipping point where they said, look, nobody is listening to anyone. And, and Anthony, i got to tell you, there are people that have been raising these concerns in every neighborhood for months, for years. Uh, I've heard Doc Cheatham raise these concerns. I've stood with him and Matthew Henson talking about the refusal to pick up the trash, uh, you know, in and around Matthew Henson Elementary School and, you know, Easterwood Park, where that skateboard uh, effort is, is, is going to happen. And nobody's listening. And, and I think the South Point business owners finally said, we've got to do something dramatic to get people to pay attention. Uh, I don't think they wanted to come to this. Mm -hmm. um, and it has succeeded at least in getting people to focus on this problem. Their basic argument, if I can put it in one sentence, is we pay our taxes and our special permit fees and all of these licensing costs in exchange for basic municipal services. And if the city doesn't deliver those basic municipal services, then it seems unfair that we have to pay all of this money um, and we want to do something about it. They're not asking for special treatment. They're not asking for special police presence. They are asking for the trash to get picked up. They're asking for park parking and traffic enforcement. They're asking for uh, men and women to not be allowed to sell alcohol to teenagers out of their coolers in front of the cops, in mm. front of their businesses when they're paying liquor license money. Um, they want people to not be able to, you know, to, to, to urinate and defecate in front of their restaurants. Uh, while the cops are watching without any consequence, that doesn't mean lock them all up. They don't want that either. Uh, what they want is a civil citation. They want, uh, you know, basic rules to be in place and to be enforced. Um, and they're scared. They're scared for their employees. They're scared for their customers. They're scared for the rest of the city. I heard three different business owners uh, in the last 24 hours say, this is happening in other neighborhoods too, and elected officials aren't listening to those residents and those businesses Either we hope that this will draw attention to what's happening not only in Fells Point, but frankly in Doc Cheatham's neighborhood as well. Mm. Now, Theroux, I, I was talking to some folks today about Fells Point, and there was uh, obviously a lot of support for the business owners and residents of Fells Point. But some people did say to me, 
they were uncomfortable with the threat of refusing to pay taxes. That other neighborhoods, as you mentioned, are having the same problems. And the city counts on these taxes. And they don't feel like they're in a position to withhold their taxes, or there may be consequences for them withholding their taxes. Whereas Fells Point is so important to the economic life of this city, they feel like Fells Point may have better leverage than the rest of the citizens in Baltimore. Tell me what you think about that. Yeah, look, I, I think it's a fair observation. I, I think I think Fells Point business owners probably do appreciate the fact that when they raise their voices together, that city politicians tend to listen. They're hurt. That doesn't yeah. seem right. Uh, frankly, when a murder happens in Federal Hill, it gets solved. When a murder happens in McElderry Park, it doesn't get solved. When people complain about trash not being picked up in Guilford, it gets picked up. When trash doesn't get picked up on North Avenue and people complain, it doesn't get picked up. I think that that is a, a genuine frustration and one that the business owners are sensitive to. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons they've said over and over again, we wish you would have listened when mm. Doc Cheatham and Theroux complained about trash removal problems in uh, Matthew Henson. Uh, we wish you had listened when Matthew King and Theroux talked about the food desert in Harlem Park, uh, but you didn't. Uh, so maybe now that we are complaining about this, and we do have the ability to complain a little bit louder, because honestly, Anthony, the media paid attention. They didn't show up for the Matthew Henson event. You're they right. didn't show up you are for the right. Harlem Park event. They didn't show up for the Cherry Hill murder, but they showed up when Fellows Point business owners complained. Um, I think they are aware of that, that fact, and, and I think that's one of the reasons they're quick to point out we're not asking you to give a special treatment. We're asking you to deliver the same services that we deserve and the same services that are deserved in Cherry Hill and Greenmount East and Sandtown and North Avenue and Park Heights and West Baltimore and East Baltimore. Nobody is getting basic municipal services, and everyone's frustrated. I want to invite our callers to join our, this conversation. 410-319-8888. If you had, what is your position on uh, crime and violence in the city? And uh, business leaders in Fells Point said, you know what? We're done. We're fed up. We're going to withhold our fees. We're going to withhold our taxes until we begin to see a change take place. Can we do that in Ashburton? Can we do that in Park Heights? Can we do that over in Matthew Henson? Can we do it over in Cherry Hill? Can we decide we're going to hold off on our taxes? We're not going to pay the city any fees um, unless we see real change in the violence and crime that seems to be escalating here in the city of Baltimore. I want to hear from you, 410-319-8888. Through, I mentioned that the mayor decided he was going to have a virtual town hall with the business leaders and residents of Federal, um, uh, of uh, Fells Point. Um, he heard what was being said. He heard the voices of these business owners crying out for change, and he decided to have a virtual town hall meeting to talk about these issues. What do you, what do you all hope comes from this town hall meeting? What will cause these business leaders to decide not to withhold their taxes? There's, there's, uh, you know, there's no question that part of the goal 
was to open up a lane of constructive dialogue. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the early signs are that that has started to happen. You know, I, I'm of two minds. I, I helped organize this. I'm an advocate for uh, what these, the frustration of the, of the Fellows Point business owners and residents, frankly. Um, but it is a little ridiculous that it, took, it, that it came to this. Mm. Um, it, within 24 hours of this story breaking, and frankly, every media outlet covered it, uh, the Maryland State Police said they were going to set up sobriety. 17 bike cops wow. driving in circles last night on a rainy Wednesday night in Fells Point. Um, and the mayor is convening a town hall exclusively dedicated to issues in Fells Point. Now, I guess that's good. It is a little bit ridiculous that it took that story to get people to pay attention. You know, there were eight, there were 16 murders in eight days all across the wow. city, and they didn't get a town hall. There was the 11 murders over the Memorial Day weekend all across the city, and that didn't get a town hall. Um, so I, I guess it is, this is what it takes. But this is, this is political action, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're familiar with this. Yep. These were people that were trying to get the attention of uh, politicians, and they tried to make enough noise in a way that would actually get them focused, and that appears to have worked. What I think they are looking for going forward is actually a sustained and sustainable solution. I want to be very clear, and I've heard this from a number of them. They are not asking for zero tolerance or mass incarceration mm-hmm. or cops locking up every kid that's on those corners. They absolutely do not want this. Many of them are morally opposed to policies uh, of that kind. What they do want is if a, if, a, if, a, if a woman's driving down Fells Point with a cooler in the back of her car and shouting out, mixed drinks, mixed uh. drinks, and a 12-year-old comes up and gives a $5 bill and, and gets a, 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 a styrofoam cup uh, with, 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 you know, with vodka in it, they want some action to be taken. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, the, if, the, if the dirt bikes and, the, uh, and, the, and, and not even just the dirt bikes, the dirt bikes and other cars are double-parked and triple-parked, blocking traffic on one of the major arteries of the streets, um, they want people to come along and give a traffic citation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not asking for special treatment. They're asking for the same thing that I think they would demand, and frankly that you and I would demand, if we were talking about this in Cherry Hill yep, you're right. or Sandtown or Park Heights. Um, they want basic enforcement. And, and you know this. There are people all across Baltimore that are frustrated that the trash is not getting picked up. Um, they're just raising their voice together in a way that might actually get people's attention. And in that regard, it appears to have worked. No surprise. We have a lot of callers who want to weigh in and talk about this issue through. Before we go to the phones, 410-319-8880, were you surprised? Um, you mentioned all the local press covered this. Were you surprised that this story was picked up all over the country? I had friends calling me from Atlanta and Los Angeles who saw stories in their local press about Fells Point, Baltimore. You know, unfortunately, uh, this is not the reason anyone wants Baltimore to be in the national news. You're right. News. You're right. Uh, you know, three shootings in the heart of tourist Baltimore. You know, in that letter, you'll notice that these restaurants are admitting that their front yard is dangerous. Mm. That is bad business. They are basically announcing and advertising the fact that their front yard is no longer safe to come down to. I think it breaks their heart 
that this city is getting this kind of attention. I think it breaks their heart and hurts their businesses that um, that this story is is uh, is is sharing that reality that they are seeing um, with the broader Baltimore community and the broader broader national community. Right. But I think. They're at their wit's end. This was the final straw. We have some callers on the line. If you want to join us at 410-319-8888, give us a call. We're talking about Fells Point. Uh, they have gotten the attention of some elected officials and the media from around the country. They've decided they may withhold their taxes from the city of Baltimore unless something happens with crime and violence, trash, uh, all those quality of life issues um, that we care about. Let's go to Tavon. Tavon's calling from right here in Baltimore. Tavon, welcome to For the Culture. Hey, how you doing? Uh, hey, Mr. how are you, it's sir? It's always good to hear you on, on the air. Thank um, you. If, if in fact, in which I'm assuming that they are because it was said, that the people at Fowler's Point are advocating and speaking on behalf of the of the entire city, and I'm, I'm all for it because it, it, enough is enough. Nobody's getting anything done. We have issues with, with trash in our area, um, and it's been an ongoing issue all over the city. Mm -hmm. So if, if, that, if we have to have our voices heard through the people of College Point, then by all means, we'll speak through them. And, and I, I certainly back them, and I know a lot of people feel the same way. And we may say, well, it's not fair. Well, it might not be fair, but if they're going to get it done and we have to go through them, well, we'll, we'll use that conduit to get our issues heard as well. Tavon, thank you for your call. Appreciate your perspective on this issue. Leo's calling from Bolton Hill. Leo, great to hear your voice. Yes, uh, good evening, uh, Brother Anthony McCarthy. How you doing? I'm well. And Mr. Vigna Roger, how you doing? Okay. Uh, I'm very well, sir. Good to hear your voice, Leo. Okay, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm concerned because it just seems to me that we're dealing with a double standard. Mm. Uh, in a real sense, um, I guess when you withhold your taxes, you have to invariably involve the city solicitor, who's the city prosecutor. Am I right or wrong? Whether you agree with my sense of it or not, that that people who withhold their tax, taxes, in this case, I interpret as maybe, a, I know it's a pressure tactic, but it's also extorting. It's an extortion. You're extorting the city. Uh, in an effort to get your uh, issues addressed. And I guess when it comes to a freedom of speech uh, scenario, that's fine. To, uh, but when you, in fact, go forward with escrow, if it comes to that, then we're going to have to prosecute these businessmen. Fells Point has a reputation, and I am not a frequent visitor to Fells Point, but I've been there a number of times, of, of white drunken white men uh, being disorderly, mm. uh, urinating, and a whole lot of other things happening in Fells Point. And so I think when you consciousness raising tells me that uh, when you raise the issue of, uh, of not getting the services, I think there's some validity in that. And I'm struck by the fact that the police who allowed the teenagers to sit or, or walk on their cars, their cruisers, can you imagine that? I understand that was photographed. With, I saw that picture, Leo. I saw the picture. With yeah. the police in selfies, and I'm saying that's dereliction of duty. I'm hmm. opposed to police brutality. Arresting anybody who defaces city property or damages city property is in order. Don't worry Le about what Marilyn Mosby says in that context. 
if if a police officer sees anybody, teenagers or otherwise, mm-hmm. committing crimes in their presence, and they have probable cause to arrest, arrest them and let the chips fall where they may. Leo, let me get through to respond to that. Through what what about this language of yeah. uh, extortion, a double standard? Um, we've heard it before. Um, I think you have been very eloquent yeah. about the entire city really stepping up. Anthony, I, I really appreciate uh, your giving me a chance to answer that because I think, I think Leo flags two things that are completely legitimate. Number one, Leo, anytime you want, come with me. Um, what I think is remarkable about Fells Point is there is a measure of diversity in Fells Point that I wish we saw in lots of places in Baltimore that we don't. Um, and, and, and come see it with your own eyes. I actually think that's one of the magical parts of it is, you know, go down there 7 o'clock on a Friday night. You'll see white people. You'll see black people. You'll see brown people. You'll see young people, old people, families, people having fun. It is, it's a thing of beauty. And that is something that I think should be preserved. Of course, it is a drinking location, and there are the consequences that come from that, no question about it. As for the extortion, I think their answer would be, um, you know, I'm, I'm advocating on their behalf, so I'll say it in my own words. If, if somebody says you got to pay 20 bucks to get a car wash, and then they don't wash your car, and you say, well, I'm not going to give you the 20 bucks yet because you didn't wash the car, I don't think that's extortion. I think it would be extortion here if Fells Point was the entire city budget. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. If, if 40 businesses don't pay their taxes, uh, that's not extortion. It's a drop in the bucket. They're trying to make a point. Um, and if they're not getting the basic services in exchange for the fees and taxes they pay, everybody knows property taxes in Baltimore City are twice as high as every other jurisdiction in the state. Um, I don't know that that's extortion. I think that them, that's them saying we pay thousands of dollars every month in addition to our taxes to the waterfront partnership to make sure there's extra trash removal services. Mm. If you're not even doing the basics, then what are we paying it for? And I, again, Leo, I I think you and I would agree about this. If this was happening in Cherry Hill and Cherry Hill businesses and residents said, you're not picking up the trash, please, uh, please do this. Or we're putting our taxes on hold. I would support that too. And when Doc Cheatham and I, and you should ask Doc about this, you know, we showed the media the trash that was not getting picked up in Matthew Henson, there was one station there. No other, nobody else showed up. That's very telling. Doc in one station. Through, I've got to go through Vignaraj. problem. Thank yep. you so much for your time. Uh, I look forward to having a conversation uh, after the virtual town hall tonight. I want to thank you very much for joining us to talk about this very important issue. Appreciate you. I want to tell Don. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, Anthony. I want to tell Don, Dwayne, Ziva, Tyler, I want you to all hold on because after this break, we're going to come back to you and continue this conversation. I'm Anthony McCarthy sitting in for Faraji Muhammad on For the Culture here on Public Radio, WEAA. I do this for my culture. 
Welcome back to Forward the Culture. I'm Anthony McCarthy sitting in for host Faraji Muhammad, who is on a well-deserved vacation. We've been talking about Fells Point. They were in the news this week because over the weekend there were three shootings, several fights broke out, there were dirt bikes running up and down the street. They really decided to draw attention to some of the activities that have been taking place in their community. People selling alcohol out of coolers to underage children. Trash piling up in their neighborhoods. The dirt bikes have become a huge problem in Fells Point. The business owners got together and said, wait a minute, these are basic services. And they're upset that the police seem to not be doing anything about it. The police seem to see all this going on and to be turning a blind eye. They decided they were not going to pay their fees or taxes to the city of Baltimore until they saw some change take place in their community. It evidently worked. They got the attention of Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott, who is having a town hall, virtual town hall meeting tonight with the residents and business owners of Fells Point. I want to hear what you think about this. 410-319-8888. Some people believe that Fells Point may get special treatment because it's seen as a white community. And it's seen as blacks on dirt bikes and um, coming down there to go to the bars uh, that they have leverage because of who they are. That black neighborhoods in West Baltimore, Cherry Hill, Park Heights, other places may, may not have the same leverage. Even though I think we would all agree the city right now appears to be having a, a real difficult time with crime and violence. Let's go to Don. Don's calling from right here in Baltimore. Don, welcome to the program. Can, can you hear me? Yep, you're on the air. Yeah, um, I mean, it's true. They, they do have leverage. We, we had a dichotomy in the city, you know, and, and I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. That's being but, I mean, honest. That, you're right. That's a very honest assessment. But, I mean, that shouldn't stop us from trying to move forward also. Like, I mean, if somebody else is doing something and... It, 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 it may work, it may not. I mean, that's a lesson that we can learn to make this a safer, cleaner place. I mean, you know, no matter who it is committing crime, you know what I'm saying, we need mm -hmm. to cut it out. So, I mean, if there's a lesson to be learned, if, you know, black lives are still going to matter regardless, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we need to move forward with, you know, the, the, the togetherness and make sure that when we see that separation, we make that equal too. So, I mean, you know. Do you think that the citizens of the city would come together the way the business owners and residents of Fells Point has, do you think overall the citizens would say, let's really raise our voice and let's stand up until we see change? Um, I'm going to do my part. Oh, I'm going to do my part yep. in trying to make sure this togetherness. I'm going to do my part. And if, if somebody else is going to say they're going to do their part, um, do I believe it's going to happen across the whole city? I mean, it's possible. You know, it definitely is possible. There's so much potential in this beautiful black city, man. It's, it's so much potential. It really know? is. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. And if this broadcast can reach more people, if somebody's listening, like, yeah, we can do it, you know? Mm. We, Don, we can do it. I appreciate your call. Thanks for giving us uh, your perspective on this issue. Let's go to Dwayne. Dwayne's calling from Baltimore as well. Dwayne, welcome to For the Culture. Hey, thanks a lot for letting me ride today. Hey, man. 
Hey, so, yeah, um, as the previous colleague said, yes, of course, there's a dichotomy and the, and the citizens down and the business owners in Fells Point are using their, the, their economic power in order to uh, influence the city government to, uh, to come to their aid. Of course, that's been, that's, that's been Baltimore's story all the way up until today, and we'll continue on in the foreseeable future, okay? But, you know, I think your previous guest made a comment in reference to, you know, the, 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 the money that Fells Point generates is a drop in the bucket. Now, now what kind of responsible mayor with the, with the huge agenda that he has would say, ah, you know, that, the money that Fells Point generates, it's not that important. We'll just let it go by the wayside. Mm. I mean that's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, you know, Fells Point. I have I have lived in the the national capital region now for like fifteen years. Okay, mm-hmm. and I, I've been living in Baltimore for like six and a half years, almost seven years. Okay, and I have not seen it this bad until now, until the past two to three years. People getting shot down at Fells Point. So what did Leo say earlier? Leo said. It was, it, he basically made a comment that says that you when you thought of Fells Point, you just thought of drunken white boys down there. Yep. Now we got now we got people down there getting shot. Mm. I mean, Fells Point is going down the tubes. Those business owners should be fighting for their economic lives because I can tell you right now, the people I live north of Fells Point, near the park. Okay, and and on my next door app, many of my neighbors are talking about leaving the city. Talk about never going down to Fells Point ever again. So those businesses, and, and of course, I got people in the county who I work with who, like, asking me about it. I even know anything about it. Jeez. Asking me about all the shooting at Fells Point. So once again, you know, the, the challenges of the city are creating more challenges for the city, and the city needs economics more than it needs anything. Mm. But we got so many bad actors out there just destroying everything, okay, just so they can have a good time, not realizing they're cutting their own throats and cutting our throats as well. Dwayne, I appreciate your call. Thanks for giving us your thoughts on this issue. 410-319-8888. If you'd like to make a comment or join our conversation, Fells Point business owners have decided that they are going to withhold their taxes and their fees that they pay to the city of Baltimore until they see change when it comes to violence and crime, trash pickup, things that we just take for granted we're reaching a tipping point right here, and Fells Point said enough is enough. Let's go to Ziva. Ziva, I appreciate you calling. Ziva, welcome to For the Culture. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to briefly say that, number one, right on to the business owners of Fells Point. Mm-hmm. I have frequent there over the years many times and patronized some of the, the stores there from furniture to clothes to eating uh, to restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right on. You know, um, I'm not angry with them about that choice that they're making. I think that when you pay taxes, that gives you leverage. Unfortunately, a lot of the places where we contend with some of the same issues aren't necessarily the areas that have the highest taxpayers. Yeah. So that in itself presents um, lack of choice uh, in terms of, you know, being able to, to, to use that, that, that strategy. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I'm incensed about the fact that the crime that is happening in Baltimore City, throughout Baltimore City, is, is it's, a, it's a national crisis. It's a state of emergency. It's a state of emergency. Mm. And no one wants to deal with that. 
Nobody wants to deal with that as long as certain people are affected by it. So it's not about, I don't mean this in any defensive way, but I just feel that, um, you know, this is a state of emergency what's going on down here. So while I appreciate the, the business owners doing what they need to do for them, I'm not angry about that, but it's not equitable. You know, it's not, you know, the attention that they're getting is attention that we should, we should have been getting as a whole in terms of the city. Nobody's paying attention to that. Nobody's, you know, uh, no, nobody's dealing with the fact that our kids are being shot down, that they're killing each other. Nobody's dealing with that. And so, yeah, I, 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 have, I have mixed feelings about it. But I, but, I, but I say right on. I'm not angry at them. You know, it, yeah, capitalism plays a part in it. We, mm-hmm. you know, we know that. This is a capitalistic society. You know, but at the same time, I'm not going to. You know, the America's interesting. Let me make this little annotation right here, this little anecdote, because we 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 pride ourselves on success. You know, it's a capitalistic society, it's a capitalistic nation. We go to school, and one of our goals is to become successful financially. But then when we do so, we're crucified for it. Okay, so I'm not angry at them as business owners. I'm not. I can only imagine. I don't even have to imagine. I see it every day. Yep. I have to stop my car every day for those bikers so that I won't kill somebody's child. Uh-huh. They just come out from nowhere. They have no regard. So, but, my, but, but I would just like to leave you with this. We should be angry. We should be outraged. But more than that, we need to be proactive mm-hmm. about this because this is a matter of life and death, literally. Thanks for letting me share. I appreciate it, Ziva. Folks, mm-hmm. what do you also think about this idea? Through and I talked about it. Uh, Leo mentioned it. There is an idea that if a murder takes place in Federal Hill, if a murder takes place um, in the large Jewish population of our city— or if a, mer- a murder takes place in Fells Point, the police are on it. Those crimes get solved. While murders are taking place every day throughout the city of Baltimore, and you know what the success rate is for our police department solving these murders, it really is about where you are, the crime takes place, whether or not it gets solved. I want to hear what you think about that. 410 410- 319-8888 is the number if you would like to join the conversation. Let's go to Tyler. Tyler, welcome to For the Culture. Hello? Hey, Tyler. Welcome to the program. Oh, yeah. How you doing? So, yeah. Look, um, I'm extremely disappointed about what I see down at Bell's Point. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple years ago, the idea that this is what it would be like down there, you know, I, I, there's no way, there's no way that it would be tolerated. You know, there would be police, there would be more of a police presence, and you know, I'm not some big, you know, you know, police enthusiast, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, part of the reason why the, these crimes aren't getting solved in other parts of the city is because people don't talk. You know, so, mm. you know, you, you people are watching their friend or their cousin or their mother or their dad or whatever get gunned down in the street, and they're not, they're not telling the police about it. They're going out and committing more violence. And that's what's happened. And mm. that's what's happened. And that, that whole situation, that whole cycle of violence has spilled over into Fell's Point because there is no accountability. You know, the, the, they've allowed all this broken window-type activity mm-hmm. 
to occur. Tyler, you, know, you to- are on to something because it's very it's fascinating that we have this no snitching mentality in Baltimore, but but yet we yell and scream about these murders not being solved, but nobody's helping solve these murders. Not a, not a not a person, you know. So I have a business over at Park Heights, uh-huh. and Thank you. just a month and a half ago, I'm driving to work. It's eight in the morning. Somebody got freshly murdered on the street. Oh. I, had to, I had to take a detour off Rice's Town because there was a little bit of road work, and so I guarantee that guy that is murdered and gets solved. He gets gunned down probably in front of his house at eight in the morning. It's terrible, mm. you know. It's terrible. It's terrible. Tyler. And it's absolutely terrible that they're not solving these problems. But the problem is that people are not cooperating at all with the police, mm-hmm. mainly because they're scared that if they do, then they'll be, you know, they'll be victimized yeah. as well. Uh, but also because they, they, there's this attitude where everyone's a vigilante, you know, everyone's going to go out there and solve their own problems <sighs> with a gun, you know. And, you know, I don't know how to change people's mentality about that, mm-hmm. but unless it changes... It will always be this way, and people like myself will take our businesses down to Florida, wow. Tyler, where the taxes you. where the taxes are lower. And I mean, if you look, people just keep voting for the same thieves. Yeah, I got to get you know? the rest of these callers in, Tyler. I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts and perspective on this issue. Four one zero three one nine eighty eight eighty eight. Let's go to Karen. Karen, I appreciate you calling. Welcome to For the Culture. Uh, good evening, Anthony. Good to hear your voice. Oh, bless you, sis. We miss you. Uh, I was uh, going to give uh, Mr. Vignu Virat, uh, Viraja a compliment because of all the people who, uh, when they uh, did not win their elections, you don't hear from them anymore. They disappear. But he has been in the community, right. so I they hope disappear. that he hears that and uh, thank him for his service. Uh, and I have to agree with the previous two callers. Yes, there is a preference because I was wondering how long it would take for them to find the uh, uh, folks that murdered the Jewish gentleman from Israel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I've had friends whose children have uh, been murdered, never found their murderers, never wow. found their murderers. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, the, uh, my friend, her son, um, you know, lives in the lower Park Heights area. Uh, but, uh, and, and, and thinking, Anthony, as Doc Cheatham and Mr. Viraja has, has said, things have happened in those neighborhoods if if the uh, clampdown had been taken care of when they were voicing things, yep. you wouldn't have had a problem in, in uh, Fells Point. Mm. And I wanted to ask both of you or, or the rest of your listeners, what can we do to change the mindset of our do? young people? Because as your gentleman just stated, if that doesn't change, we'll continue to be in trouble. Mm. My question is, okay, we know we can't rely on the politicians. They don't seem to have a backbone. Uh, what about the churches? Yeah. You haven't heard, I think, from maybe, uh, I think, the uh, pastor who's retiring from Union Baptist. Yep. But where are the rest of the churches in the city? Al Why Hathaway. can't they band together, work together, work along with Safe Streets or the other gentlemen who are walking the street? Where are the churches? Mm, very, very good question, Ken. So hopefully if, if any you or Mr. Rogers can call back in, Leo, or mm-hmm. any other of your um, guests, my question is, okay, so what do we do now? What do we do now? Karen, thanks for Thank your call. You. So, folks, what an important question. How can we begin to be part of the solution? We all know what's going wrong, and it is absolutely terrifying 
um, to live in certain parts of our city, knowing that I'm part of a group called Tears of a Mother's Cry. These are, it's an organization that provides resources and services to mothers who have lost their children to homicides in the city of Baltimore. And I almost say almost all the mothers who are part of our organization, none of them, none of them have had the murders of their children solved by the police. None of them. It's a serious problem. But Karen asked a very important question. What can we do? What is the faith community doing? What, uh, what are the other business leaders in our city? What are the elected officials who get paid by you and I to solve these problems? What's happening in the city of Baltimore? Simon, you're up next. Welcome to For the Culture. Simon? Hey Hello? There. Welcome to the show, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. You're on the air. Okay, great. So the thing, my observation is this, that um, and someone mentioned broken windows theory. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me like anything that um, any technology or um, anything different from what we've managed to do or have been doing, uh, our leaders don't want any part of it. Wow. They don't want any part of facial recognition. They don't want any part of uh, air surveillance. They don't want any part of stop and frisk. But yet, in the last five years, over 1,500 uh, of our young people have been killed. And they talk about stop and frisk as a racist. You know, but let me tell you, if you stop and frisk uh, and you prevent 1,500 people from being killed, in five, in three years, five years, wow. who's going? Uh, whose lives will be saved? Mm -hmm. It'll be black people's lives that are saved. You know, um, the, uh, it just seems to me. I just think that the leadership of the city is complicit because any idea that anybody comes up with to fight it, they're opposed to it, and they just want to keep on doing what we've been doing. And what we've been doing is not working. Mm. And that's obvious. Uh, 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 Stevie Wonder could see that. <laughs> Simon, uh, I... Uh, it's the, the, the biggest uh, part of the problem, though, is, is that it's not just the leaders and the faith community and things like that. It's a mentality in the city that anything goes. Among the people. Anything You're goes. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and there are no consequences to my behavior. So if I attempt to murder somebody... I go down uh, to court, and the state attorney's office will plea bargain it down to first or second degree assault. And I'm back out on the street in three to four years. And in my mind, it don't mean nothing to try to kill somebody, because I'll just go to court and plea deal it. Mm. Uh, when did we get away from having cases and putting cases all the way through? Simon, you I got to get the rest of these callers in. I really appreciate you calling. Appreciate your thoughts on this issue. Quad's up next. Quad, welcome to For the Culture. How you doing, my hey. friend? Hey. Welcome. Uh, what's the name yesterday? I used to be a police officer. Yep. And I know we can stop this stuff real quick. What they need to do is put the police back on foot. As I told what's the name yesterday, you put the old timers in the cars. You put the young, the rookie bucks on the street. You get them to learn what's going on around and when you start getting in the community, patrolling your community, people are going to start to talk. It's, I was in housing, and they used to tell me information all the time mm. that they didn't give to anybody else. 
And I know that the Baltimore City Police Homicide Unit is working hard every day to try to solve these cases. So don't think that they're not trying to, but when the public don't help these guys out with the information, how can you solve anything? Quad, let me ask you something real quick, sure. former officer. One of the things that Theroux said, and I've heard other business leaders in Fells Point say, that right. is frustrating for them is that the police seem to have a... a, a no response, a blind eye, when it comes to the growing violence and crime, lawlessness is what they call it. you know why? It. Yeah, tell me. You know why? Because Marilyn Mosby is not going to prosecute, and she's going to put them in jail. Wow. So the police are looking the other way. That's basically what it is. Now, if I was on a job, and you're running around with a, with a motorbike up and down the road, mm -hmm. I would put my nightstick through your spokes and throw you over top of the damn thing. <laughs> to get control of you. Quad, I, got, I, I would do that. I got to run. I appreciate you. Thank you for your service to the city of Baltimore. Mary Ann, welcome to For the Culture. Mary Ann? Okay. Let's go to Maurice. Maurice, I appreciate you calling. Welcome to For the Culture. Hi, Anthony. How are you this evening? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I appreciate Good. you. I've heard, some of, I've heard some of the other people uh, speak on this, but it, it's a big problem, mm -hmm. and it really started a very long time ago. Uh, people didn't talk on what happened because of the way we were treated by the police. And I'm talking back as far as the 50s. And it, it has just kept rolling over. Now, the one gentleman was stating that we should get to stop and frisk again. But I don't think that he was aware of what was happening out there to the people in the street that were being frisked. Mm -hmm. They were there. I've, I've witnessed police officers taking their clothes, a man's clothes, down to his ankles, going all up between his legs in the wintertime. And that's not right, going up in women's breasts, checking all of that. This is what some of those officers at, at Baltimore City Police did, and that was completely wrong. And that's why it had to stop, because they had no respect for the citizens of Baltimore. You know, and the, the other biggest fight is, is that the majority of the people that are complaining are people of color. They're killing each other too fast. Yeah. That's the uncomfortable thing that we don't like to say. But blacks are killing blacks in this. And I'm not making any excuse for the police. Uh, we, we know that we have police who are off the hook. But yes. we are killing each other here in the city of Baltimore. But these kids, I came up in a period mm -hmm. where a young man, two young men have a disagreement. We could get into it. You fight. And after that, mm -hmm. we walked away. It was no more of a problem. These kids these days, if, if, they, if, if they don't get the best of it, they're coming back to kill you. Mm. Now, there's other things with the drug thing that's going on. These kids have no regard for themselves or anybody. You owe them $5, they'll kill you. And, and I, I think that's just a part of making sure that their business gets paid and them as a person mm. out there get respected. Maurice, so you don't fool with their money. I'm running out of time. I got to get these other callers in. I appreciate yeah, you. Sure. Thanks for sharing your thoughts with us. Let's go to Lolly. Lolly, welcome to For the Culture. Hey, how you doing? Hey, sir. Yeah, you know, the sad thing is that uh, former 
officer, that mentality is the reason why we have a lot of that Farrell's Point stuff. Like, to try to blame Marilyn Mosby for you not doing your job, that's a problem. And they've been that they've been kind of stuck on that ever since the Freddie Gray, right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, now if we want to talk about fixing the problem. I think, like you said, if we want to exclude all of the government officials and so on, then we need to start having town meetings that's with, like right. you said, with all these organizations that's actually out here putting in the work. We need to put all these thinking caps together. Because clearly, we, you know I mean, there are people out here that's trying to, you know, trying to make a difference. So if we can put all these guys, every, all these females and males together to come with some type of, some type of ideas that we all can, all of us can put our, our, our energy into mm-hmm. to making an actual change, then that's where, that's probably where we need to be going at with it. And Lolly, we, we your- can't, yep, we can't stop until we get results. We can't just do it today and not worry about it tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm saying for tomorrow's going to come, right? Yep. (laughs) So we need to plan for tomorrow. Tomorrow's okay. We have this place we're going to be, this organization, this organization, um, whoever, you know, single people that just want to help. Okay, this is where we're going to be. This is where we're going to meet at. This is where we're going to come up with some type of solution. Yep. Lolly, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for those thoughtful yeah. words you shared with us. Our final, our final caller this hour is Renee. Renee, I appreciate your patience. Thanks for holding on. Welcome to For the Culture. Hi. Um, I have a, I, the thing is, is that um, I have a top friend, and he was telling me that a lot of the new recruits and a lot of the older, older tops, they are taking payments from big-time drug dealers and things who are out here putting money in their pockets just for them to turn their eyes. And the thing is, if, if there needs to be a, a shakedown because you're getting – and a lot of the cops, they're afraid. A lot of the cops now are afraid of these people because they say, okay, I want to go back home to my family, so I'm not going to be bothered with it. Let them kill themselves off. And that's the problem. It's like it's not enough authority around. And the thing is, is that we got to sit there and, and, I mean, everybody, my thing is, Black Lives Matter, yeah, it matters to everybody else but us. Mm. And that's the problem because the thing is, is that we, like other races and things, we are the ones who sit up there who keep getting the, the bottom of the, of the barrel because, and, and Baltimore is so underfunded in a lot of areas. If we gave these kids other ways for them to let out their anger and frustration and things, like open up some more community centers and things. Let's take their, divert their attentions. Let's, let's give them some people to talk to and things like that. They don't have nowhere to turn to. Their parents out there doing the same thing, so they think it's fine. And the issue is, is that they're going to, it's just creating a whole, just a big mess. Baltimore needs help, and they need firm people in office that will get things in line. Renee, thank you so much. You are on point, on point, 
on point. Folks, tomorrow, if you join us on Here for the Culture, we have an exclusive interview with former Baltimore City Police Commissioner Daryl D'Souza. He's joining me in the studio tomorrow. His first interview, an exclusive right here on WEA. Thanks for participating in this conversation. I'm sure we have much more to talk about. Coming up next, Marvin Doc Cheatham. There's a skate park for brown and um, black kids coming to Baltimore, but Doc Cheatham needs your help to make that happen. I'm Anthony McCarthy. This is For the Culture. We'll be right back.